This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, we have a special guest on the show today, but it's not a special guest that's going to be able to say anything because it's Puffy the Rabbit. Yeah, she's not human and she doesn't make any noises, but she is here and she actually has her face up to the microphone right now, but you can't tell, listeners. (laughs) Yeah, well, Puffy is indeed Scarlett as... um, delightfully adorable as you have been talking about so Uh, i know she's so cute it's crazy (laughs) we'll post a picture so you guys can see yeah absolutely this this show may become the rabbit show from now on no 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 this show is all about you aaron (laughs) is it this is the aaron show yes it is is it the the whole show or just this episode the whole well both really (laughs) it's your show no, but this episode, know. this is the Get to Know Aaron show. Ah, that's right. That's right. We are doing that today, aren't we? So We are. And I got to say, here's the thing. Dave, like, he brings so much interviewing skill to this podcast, so I was really going to rely heavily on him. But he yes. is at the beach this week, and he keeps cutting in and out. So I might have to use my subpar interviewing skills to get the ball rolling because... <laughs> He just vanished. On That's us. true. That's true. He was here as always, but um, then he froze. So through the magic of editing, no one's actually going to know that except for the fact that we introduced him. So except, uh, and except that we're talking about it now. So well, absolutely, because we're nothing if not uh, you know professional about the magic of editing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to yeah. do this very poorly. But is there anything else you want to share before I ask you a bunch of personal questions? Oh man. Um, well. I'm, I think I'm okay. I, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a week, you know, we celebrated Father's Day this past week. So that was nice. Yeah. Happy I Father's got to, Day. Thank you. Thank you. I got to go to McKay's. And so that was, that was lovely. And, uh, yeah, spent some time with my oldest, um, just hanging out her and me, um, had a, mm. yeah, had a great time, had a great time. It was a good, it was a good weekend. And then we got Bill and Ted's excellent adventure in us too. So, <laughs> Awesome. Yes. And I got to run into you at Starbucks this week, too. That's right. That's right. That was actually after we had gone to McKay's. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was very jarring to see you outside of where I'm um, used to seeing you. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm not, in fact, a tiny box um, on (sighs) Zoom. No, you're a real human. No, it's all good, Dave. We just talked. I was was just telling them, Dave, that you're at the beach and that I was really going to rely on your pro interviewing skills, but if but I might have to just get the ball rolling if you disappear so i'm really glad right. you're back because i'm not good so at are, this are we gonna prepare all right so do you want me to start on them in that way in we've case already I get kind of talked out. about what's happening here so you can just start on in yeah oh, i mean just oh. reintroduce yourself into the show the the people listening know what's going on <laughs> so this is like very meta yes right now essentially yes yes great okay folks good news i'm back I know I'm recording this from the beach right now, so um, Aaron and Scarlett are scolding their co-hosts for multiple reasons. A, because <laughs> I am at the beach, and B, I did not bring my special, awesome new microphone with me, whereas they have theirs. 
And so I'm just terrible. Well, I mean, that's true. And it looks like, (laughs) is it frozen again? No, 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 you're good. You you are in trouble, Dave, but you're here now. No, we can hear you. You're here now. We need you to ask the questions in a non-awkward way. Or an awkward way. It's fine, too. Or an awkward way. But your awkward would be better than my really awkward. Did we lose him again? Oh, man. I think I hear him, but I don't think he can hear us. I don't think I'm going to do a good job at this without him. <laughs> You're going to be just, just being fine. Honest. Okay. Okay. So number one, um, Aaron, who are you? <laughs> Why did you start this podcast? Start there. Well, who am I? Well, I'm a Canadian, so sorry. Everybody knows that from the way I talk funny and how much we make fun of it. I have the fun privilege of being um, an invisible immigrant. So so to look at me, no one knows that I'm an immigrant. So uh, it's super fun and weird. It's interesting. I get to be a fly on the wall of American conversations uh, about everything in life. Um, and sometimes people forget what they're talking about and who they're talking to. So it makes it extra fun, you know, when people start talking about immigration, for example. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, that's just kind of one of the, one of the weird in the moment places for me for, you know, kind of some of the basics I've been writing professionally for somewhere in the neighborhood of about 12 or 13 years at this stage. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I got in kind of a, um, as a writer, just kind of at that end point of when blogging was still a thing. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, cause it's not a thing anymore. Podcasts are the current blog. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I started there and, and it was really basically, I started blogging basically just so that I could, get good at writing because I got thrown into a job as a writer, had no training as a, as a writer, um, especially as a marketing copywriter. And I had to figure out how to get good at it really fast. So, uh, so that was fun for me. Um, but I mean, I'd always been writing. I'd always been doing stuff like that ever since I was a kid. I mean, I remember a story that my mom still tells is that, um, she remembered me coming in as a four-year-old being like I had made a, an Astro boy comic book. Um, Mm. and so I came in and I was just telling, and I'd like laid out the whole thing and put it all together and was telling people the story of that was there. And so writing was just always kind of a writing and storytelling was just always kind of a part of what I did in, in my spare time, but it wasn't something I ever considered actually, you know, that you could make money doing. (laughs) So, yeah. Very cool. So at some point in there, you started this podcast, which was back then called reading writers, which I used to listen to and love. Oh, awesome. (laughs) So when, when did you start that podcast? I started that back in May of 2016. So it launched, uh, actually just before we moved to America. And, um, when we were still wondering if we were going to get approved to move to America. And, um, and the reason that I started that was, was really because I, partly because I just thought it would be interesting to do as something different and how I, but the approach that I wanted to take with it was instead of, uh, cause there's a lot of, you know, author podcasts out there and like author talks kind of things, interview type stuff. What I wanted to do instead was I actually wanted to talk with other writers about both their process and what they read. Um, because you, you learn a lot about, a, uh, another writer, 
by what they by what they read and and encouraging mm-hmm. in particular Christians to actually read books beyond just a little uh, a little subset um, that you know you and I both happen to write in so right. <laughs> so it may be working against me I'm not sure but uh, <laughs> but but that's kind of the thing right is that um, you know we we can get very sheltered in mm-hmm. our in our viewpoints and our and our perspective on the world and and everything like that and also just not be very good writers if we aren't reading a lot of different kinds of people and mm-hmm. um so it's not about how many books you read in a, a year so and i mean this is one of those things that you know, I know you've commented, you know, you don't read as fast as say Dave or myself and, and that's okay. Cause it's not a, it's never a question of how many books someone reads a year. There are tons of people who read lots and lots of books a year, but they're still terrible writers. They're still like, and they're not, and honestly, they're not very good thinkers because right. they're only reading one kind of book. Okay. So that kind of leads into the next question. Um, what is the first book that you remember reading What's the first book you remember loving, like that made you oh, love? Oh man, one of the first. Well, I can tell you, one of the first books I remember reading was the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom novelization. <laughs> when I was like, and it was the the adult version of it when I was like six or seven. Um, that's one of the first ones that I was like, man, this is just like, that's one of the first ones I remember reading that was like an adult sized book. I I read a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have when I was, when I was, when I was young, but, uh, that's just kind of how it rolls. Um, (laughs) did you go looking for that or was it just like you found it laying around your house and picked up? It was just in the house. Um, I mean, I, my mom had a, uh, at the time, I think it was a 90 year old, uh, 90 year old or 80 year old edition of, um, one of the Sherlock Holmes mysteries that, that I read as well. And I was about eight when I read that and it was great fun. Um, you know, I mean, I, one of the first things that I remember reading that I just loved was this, um, bizarre what if comic that Marvel put out in the early 1980s that was what if Conan the Barbarian, um, was like somehow was living in the, in the present day. Um, and so it was just weird and it was fun. And, and, and so that, that kind of stuff has always just been a part of my reading, uh, ecosystem as it were. Your reading ecosystem. My reading ecosystem. I have no idea if that's actually a good, good way to describe it, but no, uh, I love it. Um, okay. So next question, mm-hmm. what are, can you think of off the top of your head? You seem to have a favorite genre. Um, what are five books you love that are from varying different genres or three or two or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, right now I kind of, I kind of go in fits and spurts. So there's lots of, so I love reading lots of different kinds of kinds of genres and different mediums as well. This is my hobby horse with, uh, with comic books for a minute is that those are not an, those are not a genre. Those are a medium. And so the, the types of stories are genres. So. You're schooling me. That was a bad question. No, no, it's a great. Well, like Brandon, my husband Brandon loves reading fantasy. He reads tons of stuff and all different kinds of stuff, but he yes. loves fantasy fiction. And when oh, I think yeah. of you, I know you read everything, but I know that you love comic books and I you do. love 
and I wouldn't call it fantasy. It's like different than the kind of fantasy Brandon likes. What is the what would um, be the different term for what you? So like, there's a there's a few different things. Something. There's okay. speculative fiction. There's science fiction. Um, and and those two are different themselves. Um, so but they're all part of that very broad um, sci-fi fantasy category. And right. so, um, but so, what you I mean, like is not epic fantasy necessarily. I mean, I like although I'm some sure of you that. do. Yeah, but that's not like your like Brandon's like that's his go to like dragons and elves, and you're more like superheroes, right? And a lot of the time, yeah. I mean, I have a couple of different kinds of brain candy right now, just that are that are basically helping me cope with um, the state of the world at the moment, and it and they have nothing to do with work, so they just help me, so help me to just enjoy life a little bit more. But um, in terms of like favorite books, I think. A, f- a few of them are the amazing adventures of Cavalier and clay, which I know Dave, he started and tried to get into and he just couldn't. <laughs> um, but I love the way that Michael, uh, Michael Shaban tells stories and he's just a good storyteller. He develops his characters. Well, there's a thoughtful plot to his books. Um, there, and the, and, I like the way that he turns a sentence. I do really enjoy and understanding that as much as I enjoy them, they're not for everybody. I enjoy the Lord of the Rings series. They're hard to get into. I remember the first time I read those, I was 11. And Hmm. it took me two times of starting and failing the Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) Once I got past the first 150, 200 pages of that one, though, I I was in. And it was like, okay, I get it. I'm good to go. Um, And then... You know, the two towers is actually probably my favorite of the three because it's just it's just tight storytelling for the most part. And it just flows really, really well. So those are those are a couple off the top of my head. In terms of other ones, I have a great love for High Fidelity, the book and Nick Hornby in general. Um, I, again, it comes back to I like the way he develops characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are it's just there's just something about the rhythm of the writing that I enjoy as well. So those are, that's three now we're getting there. We're getting there. We're on three. <laughs> um, you don't have it, to do five if you can't think of five. Oh no, no, I, no. My problem oh, yeah. is, is, you could that probably I'm, think of 5,000 million. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to constrain myself to, uh, to five. Um, Douglas Adams. I adore Douglas Adams humor. Um, and I mean the, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is obviously kind of I the go-to. Yeah. But I like Dirk Gently's Holistic Detect- Detective Agency better. Okay, I need to make a note of this. I read Hitchhiker's Guide when I was like in seventh grade as required reading, but I really liked it. Yeah, it's really good and it's really fun and it's just weird. <laughs> And here's one of the reasons why I love Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and it's not just the title. Um, but uh, <laughs> It's this a great is, title. It is a great title. I mean, it's hard to say, too, but, uh, but it's super fun. So, um, so this is just one of the weird little bits that comes in. 
And uh, it says that the bathroom was not large. The walls were paneled in old oak linen fold, which, given the age and nature of the building, was quite probably priceless. But otherwise, the fittings were stark and institutional. There was old, scuffed, black and white checked linoleum on the floor, a small basic bath, well cleaned but with very elderly stains and chips in the enamel, and also a small basic basin with a toothbrush and toothpaste next to the taps. Screwed into the probably priceless paneling above uh, above the basin was a tin mirror-fronted bathroom cabinet. It looked as if it had been repainted many times and the mirror was stained around the edges. The lavatory was uh, had an old-fashioned cast-iron chain-pull cistern. There was an old cream-painted wooden cupboard standing in the corner with an old brown bent wood chair next to it, on which lay some neatly folded but threadbare small towels. There was also a large horse in the room taking up most of it. <laughs> okay. That's I'm why. In. And I don't even read stuff like that. <laughs> but I'm it's sucking. so good. It's so good. So that's on page 69 of that book. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that it's like, you just don't expect it. And, and that's mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's the kind of humor that, that really gets me every time. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are, uh, those are a few of them. I mean, in terms of uh, books that are helpful from a spiritual formation perspective, um, I mean, I love um, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Um, the Gospel by Ray Ortland is phenomenal. Um, you know, those are just a, those are just a couple of of the ones that have been really, really helpful for me as well. So awesome, yeah. Something I've learned from y'all and just from reading more widely, probably since I started listening to this before it was this podcast and it was the other podcast, is just if it's good writing, it doesn't matter what genre it is. Cause I remember not hating on Harry Potter, but like being like, oh, I don't want to read Lord of the Rings. I don't want to read Harry. I don't want to read any of that. Yeah. But then actually opening up Harry Potter and being like, this is so good. Like, I don't love getting into a fantasy world that I don't feel like is realistic. I can more easily go into like a sci-fi world where I could be like, okay, this could happen in the future. Or I could see, you know, the, mm-hmm. the whole, I don't know. But um, yeah, like that, what you just read was so good. Okay. Next question. Yeah. All right. Um, now these questions, so we've been doing these little episodes, get to know each person on the podcast. So I remember answering some of these when we yeah. recorded before and I did not like this question. Maybe you will like it. I think Dave thought of it. We're going to throw him under the bus, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was, what are, what are books you, some books you hate top five books you hate. I'm going to, I'm going to say, if you don't like the question, like I didn't like the question, I, you could say kinds of books that you hate. Mm. Um, there you go. All right. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest as much as I want to keep throwing Dave under the bus um, (laughs) just in life, um, because, you know, Dave is nothing if not the punching bag of this podcast. (laughs) But he's uh, the best, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he takes it so good naturedly. Uh, This is actually he is. This is my question. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) this is like this is the best. Yeah. This is the worst question ever. Who wrote this? (laughs) this guy <laughs> no the reason i don't like it is because i don't like to say anything critical that will hurt someone's feelings if right if there happens to be someone and it was their book it's not right. a bad question it's a question i was uncomfortable answering oh sure and then that's the thing right is this i'm going to continue always, backpedaling it's just fine it's just you guys fine. are both great at questions okay go ahead what well, do you thank hate? you um so there was a 
So, I mean, I'm really comfortable saying books that I hate, and it has nothing to do with the author. Other people actually like them. Some people like them and find them helpful. It's just personal preference. Got it. So that's that's just my that's my caveat there. <laughs> so you hate you. What you're saying is you hate the people who wrote these books. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Loathing, uh, no, okay, got it. Nothing but hatred for them all the time. A lot of them actually fall into the um, you know the spiritual formation kind of category of of books. In all honesty, got it. I loathe everything I've ever read of John Eldridge's. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. Wow. Um, and it's <laughs> okay. like, and I get that some, and I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or yeah. anything like that. I just can't stand the way I can't stand what he writes and the way he writes it. It's just not helpful to me. I'm hiding right now. <laughs> I'm hiding. It's okay. Hiding in a cave. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, when I came to, when I, when I, um, actually, became a Christian, like his book, I don't even remember the name. It was his big one in like the one that kind of made people pay attention to him. It was though, it was basically one that was saying that, uh, every, every man has a, you know, is looking for an adventure to have a battle Wild to fight. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. I got that out of the introduction and I was done. You only read the introduction. Oh no, no, no. I read beyond the introduction. Um, I also read one of his, and this is, this shows how I've grown as a person over time (laughs) is I did receive an, an advanced reader's copy of, um, of one of his books and knowing that I was going to hate it. And, and I just could not bring myself to actually do a full review of it because I hated it so much. Hmm. Well, as someone who writes books, I appreciate if someone hates a book that they just don't review it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and it was largely because I couldn't give a constructive critique of it. Right. And that's the thing. And it wasn't because there wasn't anything that I found of redeeming value in it. Um, hmm. Again, it's just that that's me and my and my <laughs> thing. So uh, this this title, this episode is actually going to be titled Aaron Goes Off on John Eldridge. And uh, it will be Please don't title most- it that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already hiding. I have not. The it's only fine. thing I have to do with it's this fine. episode is asking the questions, everyone. That's right. That's right. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're secure here, Scarlett. It's Ay-yay-yay. fine. Um, so I didn't. So I didn't like that book. I didn't. I don't like his books. In terms of other books that I just didn't, I didn't particularly like. I didn't like the last book of the Hunger Games series. Why? Because it didn't feel like it had a real ending. Okay. So I didn't read those. I quit very early on. I think I've said this before because I don't like child violence. Yeah. And I saw yeah. the movies and it didn't bother me as much, but I didn't want to read about it. Well, I mean, they're all being played by 20-somethings, so... Right. Um, <laughs> it was easier to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, uh, that was one that it was just like, I just did not... I didn't like it. And like the ending and it was the end specifically the last couple of chapters, just because it was like, it didn't Mm. really, it was just kind of hopeless. Is that an unpopular opinion? Like, have you looked into what other people have said about the ending of the series? Um, I think it's kind of an unpop, it's a somewhat unpopular opinion on it. Um, 
Um, I honestly, but I, I don't know that people have really paid that much attention. I don't know, but that's just me. Um, it just, it didn't, it just felt like it was, it just was there and there wasn't a, there wasn't a real emotional payoff to it. And, mm-hmm. and I get that. And I mean, maybe there's something to be said for that, that, you know, ending kind of on a, on a little bit of a bleaker note, sometimes that is effective or it, or it could be that I'm picking up on something that just isn't that, that other people aren't because I mean, it has something of a happy ending, but it's not a hopeful ending. And right. and that's, that's the trick. So, um, so there's that there was, um, a series that I loved the first few books of, but then it just, it fizzled out was, um, Greg Rucka's Atticus Kodiak series. The first four books in the series um, plus a side book that was connected to it were great. Hmm. Um, the last two or three books in it, like at, at the store, the, the series started basically as a, as a story about a, um, personal security agent. And, um, it was, it had a kind of a grounded in reality type of feel to it. And then over time it, the story arc of the character moved to where he was this he was this this bodyguard, and then he um, eventually, essentially becomes Jason Bourne. <laughs> and it's just like this doesn't. It just didn't feel right. And yeah. Um, and yeah. So that's so that's one. Those are just a few of them, and we could go on from there. But um, this this whole question makes you uncomfortable. So we'll move it on does. to another I'm one. Very uncomfortable. No, I was going to say I'm less uncomfortable talking about disliking books and series in a series. I was going to say, I don't read a whole lot of books like that once again, but my husband, Brandon, he will get into these, you know, thousand page books that are part of 12 books about some world that someone created. And I've heard him be frustrated, being frustrated with being several books into something mm-hmm. and loving it. And then being like, okay, I'm, am I going to read 800 pages about this thing that I don't care about anymore? Or I don't like this character anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the problem with those kind of series is because they, um, unless the writer is particularly good and actually has mm-hmm. a planned out arc and, um, it, like if they're just kind of meandering their way to the end, they're, <laughs> they're going to have a problem. And yeah. So, and I mean, that's, that's so many of these books. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. If you were going to use a pen name to write a book, what would it be? And for what genre? Ooh, that's see, that's a good, that's, that's another good question. And I will also take credit for that. Um, this is a good question. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So we have a joke pen name for me that we, that we talk about at home all the time, um, which is not one I would actually use because it's just too ridiculous. That's Hans McGillicuddy. So, um, (laughs) I think it depends on the genre. It's true. You know, Amish romance. So... (laughs) Wow. No. Um, wow. Have no. you ever read an Amish romance book? Uh, bits and pieces. I've written a spoof of the cover copy of one once, and wow. uh, and that was fun. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, uh, if uh, if I ever need to, if I ever decide, if my kids ever decide that they want to go to an Ivy League school, you know what I'm starting to write? Amish romance. Wow. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, That's great. I would, I've really wrestled with what a good pen name would be for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd love to actually hear from our listeners on what, uh, what I should have as a pen name. Um, 
and in terms of um, in terms of genre, um, I would. I mean, I've written a I've written a few different things now at this point, uh, like within our within our category. But um, I'd love to actually branch out into a little bit of more mainstream writing, and that's probably where I would need to use a pen name <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because, and it's actually largely because those publishers wouldn't want my name connected, mm. <laughs> connected. So, <laughs> right. um, but I mean, I would love to, like, I've been toying with the idea of what does a, what does a, what does a comic book script look like? Because that's actually something I would love to write. I think Hans McGillicuddy, is that what it is? Hans McGillicuddy? Hans McGillicuddy. I think that could work for a comic book for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but it, but I mean it it implies that it would be that it would be comical and uh just cuz it's a ridiculous mm. name. So all mm. right. So is Hiltabital. <laughs> but here I am with this <laughs> but, name. Well, that's Brandon's, my real name. That's Brandon's fault. So It is his fault, but here I am with the the last name that I have. So Hiltabital is not all that more <laughs> ridiculous than Hiltabital. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> anyway. Fair. All right. Well, all right, that's our that's our last question. Scarlett, you did well. You did well I with didn't. interviewing. No, you I did. No, I'm not a good interviewer. Dave did this to me. This, Dave, this is your fault. That's right. That's right. The failure so, of this episode <laughs> is your fault. This no. show is all Dave's fault. There you we carried go. it. You you worked with a bad interviewer, Aaron, and you you made. Never mind. You're way too hard on words. yourself. You're you're way too hard on not yourself. Not my strength. But it's fine. It's okay. Dave it's is okay. out there enjoying the beach while we're. While I'm fumbling around here trying to <laughs> trying to fulfill his so, duty. As that's the okay, interviewer. but but you know you've got Puffy nearby, and I so do. you know so holding Puffy will help you feel better after this. All and, as well. Uh, there you go. All right. Well, um, Scarlett, thanks for the interview. That was fun. Thanks for answering these questions. I can't Absolutely. wait to see um, your first comic book. Bye. Hans McGillicuddy. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, what people, what most people don't know is, is that I actually have written a comic book before. So. Really? It's true. It's like out there in the world available to be seen. It was, but it's not anymore because it's out of print. Long out of print. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's all I can say about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So Scarlett, thanks for, for hanging out for this episode, Dave. We miss you and we know you're listening while walking your dog. Have fun, Dave. Have fun on the beach. That's right. So, uh, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, you know what to do. Five star rating review, all that super fun stuff. Um, and do leave some, do leave some funny comments for us in the reviews because we haven't had any of those in a while and we're due because we want to talk about those too. Uh, but, uh, We'll talk to you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.